And that's what you've done too There's nothing more to say No more ace to play I hope you realize this is actually how it is like there's nothing permanent until they are an adult before that it's just pronouns clothes puberty blockers to buy them a few years to meet with a therapist to make sure that like they're persistent and consistent um but even that is not permanent not dating trans people is not a preference not dating blondes is a preference not dating people who are i don't know shorter than five six is a preference not dating people with brown eyes is a preference being trans is not a specific characteristic thus you can't label it as a preference that's just called bigotry no one's forcing you to date trans people but don't cover up your discriminatory bias in the name of preference because the logic doesn't add up like i've said in many a video the logic of transphobia never adds up this is not like racism it is racism anti-fatness is rooted in anti-blackness and the reason why people are pursuing thinness is because they're pursuing proximity to whiteness the reason why people hate fat people is because people hate black people and appearing curvier bigger is associated with blackness especially black women and that's why they're discriminated in the workplace um, overly sexualized and this has gone back for centuries and centuries all systems of oppression capitalism sexism racism it all comes back to white supremacy which is the foundation of the fabric of America and rules every sector and aspect of our society. Hello! We've been receiving a couple comments like this, so I'm here to respond. We've partnered with the YWCA to give out free gender-affirming products to members of our community. We are receiving these products from the YWCA for free. We offer chest binders in the sizes extra small to 5XL. We offer packing briefs from sizes extra small to 3XL. And we offer tucking gaffs from the sizes extra small to 2XL. Our size ranges differ depending on product. If you have any other questions, comments, or complaints, feel free to contact us at this number or this email. Have a joyous day. You burned my house to the ground! My family's dead! What do I do? Hi friend, I know that you mean well, but I need to let you know that this is not true. First things first, paganism is not one religion and pagans have many varied beliefs. Now, I'm something of a pagan myself, and I can personally assure you that fey pronouns are not offensive to me. And if they're offensive to you, it doesn't really matter to me because they remain my pronouns. And now for the part of the program where I issue corrections. Because this is very interesting. I, I don't know why you chose fey, fey self pronouns, or to use the word paganists when pagans would work just fine. I get the distinct feeling that you've never googled this to confirm it, which is something that I highly, highly advise you do before you repeat stuff in the future. Have a great day. Hello, yes, I thought I should probably address this comment. I identify as gray gender, which means I feel ties to certain genders, but um, it's really hard to describe, it's really hard to define. For me, it's really close to being gender fluid. I just don't personally feel like I have strong enough, um, consistent enough, like repeated enough dysphoria to call myself gender fluid. And in the end, I don't really care how people perceive me, hence gray gender, that's its definition. The thing is, sometimes I do feel dysphoria and sometimes it's intense. So essentially, I will never care what gender of pronouns, what gendered compliments, what gendered questions um, you have for me. Occasionally, I will be feeling a certain set of pronouns more. 
pronouns do not equal gender, but for me personally, they do. Thank you for asking. Regarding like, because I, I think I think really the goal of these of, of activists is to get you to stop whatever that means. And so regarding psychological warfare, which is basically what's been happening with doxing and all that, how do you react when you feel that someone is implementing psychological warfare on you? I completely ignore it. I'll, I'll literally just tune it out. And it takes, a, it, it takes a lot of work to get to that place where you could really do that. But I was telling Tucker on the show, like I, it's totally just noise. I completely tune it out and I sleep really well at night. like to pass yourselves off as superior in every way you sure do get incredibly offended and booty hurt when black people say that they don't want to be around you black people not wanting to be around white folks has historical precedence and the only thing it does is hurt your fragile ego white people on the other hand not wanting to be around black people is racist because the only reason that white people don't want to be around black people is because of stereotypes that they invented to make black people seem more dangerous or hypersexualized, or simply because they don't like the color of our skin. You remember that scene in uh, Pocahontas? These white men are dangerous. Or this song. This is what we feared. The pale face is a demon. The only thing they feel at all is greed. Beneath that milky hide, there's emptiness inside. I wonder if they even bleed. They're savages, savages. Barely even human. Savages, savages. Killers at the core. Granted, this movie has some incredible inaccuracies to support its white savior narrative, but those two scenes are incredibly paced. You know, there's one great distinction between black folks and white folks. <clears throat> black people have the moral high ground. They do. Black people have them. When you do a comparison morally between white people and black people, you have to take away one thing, supremacy. Black people do not have a culture of black supremacy. However, white people do. So white people are narcissists, social, cultural, systemic narcissists is who we are because of our racism, because of the lies of white supremacy. So how can white people have morality as long as we have bought into the lies of white supremacy. We can't. And how does that feel to know that black people have a moral high ground? How does that feel to know as a white person that you are sick, twisted, narcissistic, and immoral, highly immoral, and inhumane? I don't use the N-word. What are you doing to fight and dismantle racism that benefits you, white person? Nothing. I ignore it. I deny it. Or you perpetrate it. Those are the three things we do. We ignore it, we deny it, or we perpetrate it. That's what most white people do. I hate to say it, but it's true. And that's why I say we're social narcissists and we have no moral high ground racially. We are sick, hurting people. Hurt people, hurt people. And we've been hurting a long damn time. We're hurting. All right, so here are some recommendations for a fifth grade classroom library that have queer rep where the queer rep is the main character. 
Middle grade is not my forte, but I do have some suggestions to try and give a wide variety of representation. Unfortunately, I ran into an issue where some of my books were at home and some of my books were in my classroom, so it's not going to be the most streamlined recommendation list. We're going to start off with Melissa's story by Alex Gino. The author has requested that we change the name on as many of the books as possible in order to reflect the character's actual identity. So this one we've got a trans girl contemporary middle grade. Some more trans girl rep is Pet. This one I believe is technically young adult, but it's on the shorter end of young adult. And this one is black trans girl rep, and it is fantasy. For some black sapphic girl rec, we've got Hurricane Child by Case and Calendar. This one is firmly middle grade. And then we've got the Not Your Sidekick series by C.B. Lee. These cover a variety of different representations depending on the book. They are middle grade and they are superhero based, so a lot of kids are into this. So that is the middle grade that I have at home. But a couple other things to consider are Rick by Alex Gino for some ace representation and then any of the middle grade books by Ashley Herring Blake will also be good ones. And then for your kids who like to read up, Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda and the other Simon vs. books are really safe. They're not going to have anything too out there and the kids tend to love them. I know that in sixth grade that was a really popular poll, so I imagine that it would work for fifth as well. Also for some graphic novel recommendations, because those are always fun, I have Drama by Raina Telgermeyer in my classroom and then The Girl from The Sea is also middle grade graphic novel and queer. Generally speaking, there's three kind of big buckets of reasons why someone might engage in intentional weight loss. First is desirability, second, health, third, stigma. But at the end of the day, all of those are rooted in fat phobia in different ways, and I'll explain. First, desirability. That is kind of the most obvious when it comes to fat phobia. We currently live in a society that uplifts thinness, able-bodiedness, whiteness, cisness, and heterosexuality as the things that are most desirable. And so if you are wanting to lose weight in order to become more desirable, you are upholding a fat phobic beauty standard, as well as, you know, white supremacy and all that jazz. So next is health. What we know is that weight is not a good indicator of someone's health, and also your health is not an indicator of your worth. You can have health and body related goals for yourself that are not about fat phobia and not about weight loss. So let me give you an example. You might decide that you have a goal of hiking a particular mountain in your area. Now you would be engaging in different types of movement in order to achieve that goal. You may or may not lose weight in doing that. And in fact, there's lots of fat mountaineers and hikers. Yeah. Third bucket reason is that you might be facing extreme fat phobia and anti-fat bias in your own life and you have personally mentally hit a wall where you can't deal with it anymore and so you decide to intentionally lose weight. That is actually the case with Roxanne Gay, who is very tall. They are like six foot or six one and prior to their weight loss surgery, they would have been categorized as a super fat. So being a super fat and being that tall comes with a particular type of 
physical accessibility challenge as well as anti-fatness. And so for that reason, Roxanne Gay elected to have weight loss surgery. But it's really important that if you still go through with intentional weight loss that you don't sacrifice fat liberation politics because otherwise it's still just fat phobia even if you're doing it for your mental health and accessibility meet australia's youngest drag queen 13 year old candy featherbottom also known as logan out of drag hi everybody i'm candy featherbottom and 15 year old queen cherry west from edinburgh scotland also known as sam carling out of drag hello divas i am cherry west the red berry venerable and i am a 15 year old drag queen though from different parts of the world these queens have more than just their young age in common but their passion for all things drag candy's love and passion for singing and performing came from watching a family-friendly performance at the local bowls club by group taboo and led to her drag debut at the north ipswich bowls club in brisbane at just 10 years old getting up on a stage and you know bringing that smiles to those people's faces is why i do it and cherry's inspiration came from watching her drag icon bianca del rio a queen that inspired me quite a lot was bianca del rio from season six of drag race um, I recently seen her in Edinburgh performing and she's absolutely incredible, I'm obsessed with her. The Trailblazers are challenging perceptions on young queens through not only their stellar performances, but through speaking up for all of the kids finding out who they are. I think it's important for there to be more young drag queens out there because, especially at school for kids, they have to be this certain person and they have to be in this little box. So for me, drag is a way of expressing myself and I think kids just need to be able to be out there and kids need to be who they are. And over in Scotland, Cherry explains that not only is it important for the students to push for LGBTQ plus artistry support, but help from the schools is crucial. I'm lucky enough to have an LGBTQ plus group at my school where there's so many trans men and women. There's non-binary people who just are all so supported from this one teacher who as part of the LGBT group that is running it. And with that support, more queens could be encouraged to bring their drag to school and get glam for their proms. I would love to go to prom in school, but I would feel quite sad for the other people because, girl, I would show them up. I would be having my Cinderella moment. I would have a big, massive, sparkly outfit. Like, I would be obsessed with it. But through all of the positivity, there's no denying that young queens are a target for hate. As Candy explains, articles would target her parents for him being too young in the world of drag. And Logan's parents' response melted our hearts. If it's something that your child loves doing, um, it's in a safe environment, uh, and, you know, it, it, why not? We couldn't agree more, and Logan for sure doesn't let any of the criticism get to him either. That's water off a duck's back now, and I would rather put my energy and focusing into the people that love me than don't like me. Can I get an amen? But with the criticism aside, the positive truly shines through, as Cherry explains how drag lets you express your art and lets you be your true self in a safe space and a community that love you. And we couldn't have put it better ourselves. So let's talk about why it's all white women. In Portland, Oregon, one of the most liberal cities in the country, Joanne Hardesty, a longtime community organizer and activist and recent city council member who actually did something about the um, homeless population, houseless population, as well as helping create the, I'm not living in Portland right now, but it's the, um, the citizen group that comes and deals with uh, mental health crisis, right, instead of police, got um, taken out of office on Tuesday and replaced by Renee Gonzalez, who is an inexperienced person who's basically running against an unpopular black woman. So the liberal city of Portland um, decided to listen to uh, a, uh, the propaganda 
against a black woman who'd been um, framed by the uh, Portland Police Bureau for an Oregon Oregonian article about I can't even remember now it was like about her um, her having an interaction with police that didn't even happen a fabrication but the racism is so strong in one of the bluest cities in the nation and I have no doubt that if Roe hadn't been overturned we would have been looking at a red wave so I'm saying all this because I understand exactly what liberal women feel. It's not me, it's that evangelical bitch over there. It's those crazy fascists. We don't understand that we are part of the ecosystem of the oppressor class. And when we don't do anything about the oppressor class, we are just part of the it problem. So we are joined to those evangelical women. We are joined to those privileged women because we are also benefiting from the oppression that they vote for. And do we actually vote ever against our own oppression? I mean, against our own privilege? No, because you know what happens? We go to a protest, we do the thing, but when it really comes time to show up, there's always something a little off about that leader or that person because the racism is so profoundly strong. And we have been, we are, in, we are brainwashed. And when you talk about uh, evangelical women being in a cult, they are in a higher level of the cult we are in, which is the cult of white supremacy. Liberalism is its own version of that cult. We just hold intellectual men in academia in the place of all those pastors. And don't they do all the same things with sexual abuse and all that crap? But what they, what they do is they say, oh, you can have a right to choose whether or not to have a child. They're not as concerned with the propagation of tons of white children, just a couple, right? They got to make sure they have a couple, maybe, a, maybe through a couple marriages. It's all white women because it's not just how we vote. It's what we do. The